Hello and welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. Um, today I have a very special guest. It is my father. You can say hello. Hello there. Um, so this is Sean McCausland. He's my dad. Um, I asked him to come on the podcast because, first of all, I haven't recorded an episode in a few weeks and I felt like I wanted to come back um and as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about when I was coming back, uh, it kept on coming to mind that I wanted to have my dad on to talk about something that kind of followed me through my whole life, something that he, a piece of advice that he gave me um, when I was really young and throughout my life as I was making decisions about what I wanted to do um, and things like that. So I wanted to have him on and talk about that and a little bit about himself. So, um, do you want to introduce yourself and we can kind of talk about who you are and what you do and what do you care about, Dad? Okay. Well, uh, I'm kind of a mixed bag, I guess, in a lot of ways. I've had a very interesting life. I feel like it's been a good life. Um, been a father for nine children, uh, of which Seth is one of them. And uh, I have never been anybody that a lot of people notice, I guess, uh, not famous in a lot of ways, but I have had my moments when I've been able to do something that was interesting or maybe hopefully effective uh, in helping other people or changing their lives a little bit. I've uh, been a performing musician for about 53 years now. And uh, additionally to that, I was a school teacher for a time. I've been a business owner uh, for most of my life, specializing mostly in computers and repairs and consulting, that type of thing. I also uh, was able to have the experience of running for the U.S. Senate uh, about uh, oh, 10 years ago and uh, running for the U.S. House of Representatives about eight years ago, uh, which gave me a, a chance to talk to a lot of people all over our state and to share some of my ideas and thoughts about what is and what should be. That was an exciting and interesting experience. Uh, did not have uh, any success in getting in, but into office. But I, I didn't think that would be the case from the very beginning because I was running as a third-party candidate against very well-funded people that uh, yeah. didn't uh, expect to win. But I did have a chance to do a lot of talking with people and uh, to share ideas and thoughts. At this point, I'm not really retired i'm of retirement age but because my priorities have been a little different than other people i don't have a big nest egg to live on hmm. uh but i'm not unhappy with that so i don't know if that's the kind of thing you're looking for but that's kind of who i am my web page uh, basically says that i am a disciple of jesus christ i'm a father i'm a, a husband and I am trying to do the very best I can to serve my God and other people. Yeah. So that's kind of who I am. 
cool um yeah no that's that's really good uh i obviously i already knew all that but (laughs) (laughs) um uh i think i i bring you up a lot uh, when talking to other people in my own life um i think you've taught me a lot of really good things and uh you know just the way that i was brought up as a kid kind of has shaped the reason that we've come to this point and i am doing a podcast that i've pursued photography that i'm musically inclined that i've chosen the paths that i've chosen it's all because of things that um you and mom kind of taught us as we grew up um and experiences that we had with you guys and so i think i'm really really grateful for that um i think i would be i don't know where i would be without it so um probably following some very uh normal life pattern and not anything interesting uh doing you know college until i'm 30 and office job for the rest of i don't know you know that type of thing and i just i think there's so much joy to be had in all of the wonderful artistic ventures and creative things and i think that you've shown that and that you know uh one thing that you were saying was you know you ran for the senate and the house of representatives which were two things that kind of seemed impossible um at least you know you didn't like you said you didn't really think it would end with you actually winning and it didn't but at the same time i feel like the lessons that you learned the things that you were able to do um also the experiences that you had and the people that you were able to meet kind of made it all worth doing if that's right do you no, much more than worth doing. Um, it uh, it changed and focused a lot of things in my life. If you're on a stage with a bunch of other candidates having to explain your policy decisions and why you've come to those, it really makes you kind of zero in on what you really believe, what you really think, why you think it, and it makes you examine uh, to see if maybe some of the things you have thought are wrong or at least not totally right and and you need to kind of fine-tune those a little bit because other people are asking you very tough questions uh, disagreeing with you strongly and uh, that's uh, that's a good thing I the first thing I did when I ran for office the first time is call uh, two friends of mine who have diametrically opposed political views and ask them to be uh, part of my campaign and basically argue with me about everything I thought. I'd send them everything mm. that I was going to put out uh, on the internet or in printed form or on interviews. And I'd just say, this is what I'm saying. Tell me what's wrong with it. And they would. And I, yeah. I didn't change very much of what I thought, but I changed a lot of why I thought. And you know, yeah. those two people are still great friends. We disagree still on a lot of things, but they have uh, persuaded me that they're right about a few things. I've persuaded them that I'm right about a few things. The fact that they're willing to listen <laughs> is part of why they're good friends. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, listening is the, and I, I feel like a lot of people lack that skill, especially nowadays. And I think being able to just listen to somebody and, 
you know, take their point of view and not take it personally and not take offense and understand that, you know, we're all different people. We believe the things we do for reasons and uh, we can respect that about each other is really good. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. Um, so I want to jump back into uh, your musical career. You said you've been performing for 53 years. Is that what you said? Uh, I think it's actually 54 as of about 54. two months ago. <laughs> nice. That's a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. A lot of your life's been centered around music. That's evident in my life in all of the all of my siblings lives um, i'm sure people have probably noticed that i am very into music i tie it into everything that i do when i post a picture on instagram i have to tie a song to it or when i make videos the, the music is like one of the most important things to me the soundtrack to that video so um, music's been a big center of my life and um, obviously it has been of yours now through the years as you've pursued music as you've pursued different jobs like teaching music at the school um or different dreams like i don't think you mentioned this but like opening a video store running a computer store things like that um i guess what i want to talk about is when you came to those decisions what influenced you to make that decision opposed to maybe a different decision that might have been financially better or that might have been uh, an easier route to go and doesn't take as much work um, I don't know what do you think okay well I'm I'm gonna take kind of a weird way of answering you okay okay I uh, I'm gonna tell you about a job or a business that I got rid of even though it was paying me pretty well uh, you mentioned the video store, and this is something that I was actually the third video store or fourth, I'm not positive, but in the state of Utah, and it was in a small town. The other stores that were already open were in Ogden and in Provo. There weren't even any in Salt Lake yet, and I opened one in Richfield, Utah, which is, you know, a fairly small town. Still a, still a pretty small town, yeah. Yeah, um, and... I designed it differently than anybody had done it, as far as I know of, before that point. I designed it to be something that would be a service to the, the public, uh, not just a moneymaker. And I eventually rented out uh, video games and computers as well as video recorders and players and movies. So it was something that nobody had ever done that kind of crazy stuff before and then i did a project as i got into it called mobile video where we would set up little uh rental places all over the area in very small towns and like in grocery stores or pharmacies or whatever and uh it, all of it was pretty successful because nobody else was doing it partially and nobody came into my area to challenge me because I'd set it up so my prices were lower than pretty much anybody else. So they didn't think they could undercut me. But after about uh, three or four years of that, um, I found that what I had originally envisioned for my stores was not actually coming to pass in that I wanted to provide something where people would rent family movies 
And after about three or four years, it became very obvious that most of the things that people wanted to rent were the R-rated movies. They even wanted more hardcore stuff than that, but I wouldn't rent it. But uh, they, they wanted that. And I got to a point where I felt like what I was doing was not serving people. It was hurting them because some of them were getting uh, really hooked on the kind of the, the raw side of life through the really violent or really sexually oriented movies. And I felt like I had to walk away from it. I had a guy that wanted to buy my business and I said, okay, fine. I will buy it. I will sell you my business because I really don't want to do it anymore. Uh, and if I'd stayed with it, I probably would have had another 10 years of having a pretty good income from it. But it didn't feel right to me at that point. And so that goes back to, I guess, to answer your question, my philosophy of life that has led me to all those decisions you're talking about. And this is something I developed through my life, but it was kind of established fairly early on. And I, I wanted, if it's okay with you, I'll just share a couple of the thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. I um, felt like there were three things. I, you know, if you're going to work, you want to make something. You want to make profit on it. Uh, you want to be able to support your family. You want to take care of the responsibilities you have. That's all really important. But as I got into it, and even with my teaching, um, there were some overriding things that I had to look at before I looked at if it was going to support me. If, if it met these, cri these other criteria, and then it would support me, then it would be okay. But if it didn't meet one of these criteria, or all of these criteria, then it really didn't matter to me whether it would support me or not. I wasn't going to do it. And with the video store, I started out thinking it would, and eventually realized it wouldn't, so I got out of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so the, these things that I'm going to talk about are principles, priorities, and people. Okay? Every decision that is made in a good way is made on the basis of principles of truth. I guess uh, to, to maybe use an example, um, you can make a lot of money by stealing, mm -hmm. okay? Or embezzling it from people that don't notice what you're doing. Yeah. But there are principles that I want to live by, honesty, integrity, um, caring for other people, being of service, um, taking care of my family, which comes into the profit thing, but it's also, um, I had to give up touring with music with a band because I felt it was hurting my family that I was gone so much. Yeah. So again, there's a principle there that had to come. So the, the second one is priorities, which is you decide what level of importance each thing in your life takes. And something of a greater importance or priority overrules something of a lesser priority. There have been times in my life when I didn't perform professionally musically because 
I had to do something else because of the principles or the taking care of my family priorities. Those priorities came before me being able to do what I really enjoy doing most, which is playing music and uh, you know working with a crowd and, and having a good time with that. Uh, there was a time when I was fairly young that had a chance to go on tour with a pretty heavy duty rock and roll band, but they were, the environment that they were creating for their touring was something that I knew I couldn't participate in. Yeah. And I thought, well, I could probably be a good guy and still be with these other guys that are doing stupid things. But as I thought about it, I realized that I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I was being pushed all the time in a way that in a direction that I thought would be destructive to me and to my future relationships. And then the final one of those three is people. And above all other things, relationships matter. My relationship with my wife, my relationship with my children, my relationship with my God, with my uh, relatives, with my neighbors, those kinds of things all matter. And that's borne out really well for me in that even though I'm self-employed, I don't have people working for me, making me money. I just work myself and do what I enjoy doing. I have never wanted for customers because I always make it a priority to take care of people in a fair way, to bend over backwards, to help them with what they need. And... I always have people coming back or telling their friends and I always have customers. Yeah. And so, and I don't advertise a lot. So, you know, that's worked really well for me. Hasn't made me rich, but I've been, I've been happy. I've had the things I need and I feel good about myself when I look in the mirror. Yeah. No, I, that's good. Um, I listening to you talk, I just think about, how those things have affected and it's not even that I necessarily consciously realize that that's like how I think but as you lay it out in front of me and not that I necessarily think exactly the same as you but just that um, a lot of those principles a lot of those priorities um, those are things that I care about a lot and they've affected the way that I've made decisions in my life as well Um, and so I think kind of the ultimate message of what I wanted to talk about today um, is just how doing, I guess, once you've gotten through all those decisions, right, you've made those decisions, you're, let's say that you're pursuing the best possible option, right? It's taking care of the people that you love. It's aligned with your principles and maybe it's not necessarily the greatest profit thing. What, I guess, how can the happiness and the joy and the peace that that brings to you because you've prioritized those principles, how does that play into it? Because I guess uh, most of all, I just want to kind of give encouragement, give, I don't know, like give words of encouragement to those that are trying to make some hard decisions or maybe are not sure if they should pursue the thing that really makes them happy or not, you know, kind of how to weigh that. And also um, that if they do, if they're worried about, you know, if I do this, I'm maybe going to 
have to move into a smaller apartment or I'm maybe going to have to get a used car. Or, you know, maybe I'm going to have to cut some expenses back to be able to do this. Or maybe it's a big leap of faith for me um, down the road. What type of blessings, what type of uh, joy have you received from making those hard decisions that maybe were scary to make, even though you knew they were the right ones? Yeah. And sometimes I didn't know they were the right ones. I just felt that they were where I needed to yeah. go. I I guess I want to preface this by saying that there's nothing wrong with wealth. There's nothing wrong with making profit. I, I don't ever want to, I, I think for a part of my life, I felt like money was a bad thing and I pushed it away to an extent. Um, and I think that my family suffered for that a little bit. And I've, I've rethought that uh, a lot since. And I, I believe the, you know, and I, because of who I am, I'll, I'm going to mention scripturally a thing, but uh, the, the scriptures teach me that it's okay to have wealth if you want it for the reason of doing good with it. Now, if you don't, if you, it's not so that you can have the biggest boat on the block or the biggest house in the city or, or whatever, that's, that's a selfish desire, which you know, a lot of people are very successful focusing on those things. You read a lot of the self-help books and that's, they, they say, you know, you got to focus on this every day. You got to, and I've read them. I, you know, you, you have to throw everything out of your life that's in the way of achieving success, whatever that word means to you. Um, for me, I just realized that success is not necessarily monetary. It is not necessarily power or prestige or being famous or anything like that. It is, for me, success is feeling good about me and feeling good about my relationships with my family. Uh, you know, my wife and my kids are the most important things in my life. And uh, they have been for a long, long time. There have been times when I thought, I think I got, I got a little sideways and I thought, oh, if I do this thing with this band, we're gonna get famous. and you know, start making a lot of money and it's kind of, and you were performing in fairly nice places, doing some fun things. But I realized after a while that that's not as important to me as having the relationships with my family and, and being able to, to be in a situation where I'm actually helping people, not just entertaining them. And so I still performed. I was able to be in some great shows up at the Bumbleberry Theater in Springdale, Utah, you were in a few yeah. of those too, with me, and I was uh, uh, that—that's one of my favorite times of my life was doing those things, because I was able to take care of my family and I was able to perform uh, in a real high-end, high-class professional show uh, for a period of about eight years. I did that, and that was just a wonderful thing for me. Right now, I'm not doing a lot of performing. I, I'm kind of uh, sitting back and doing a few other things right now. And it's okay. It feels all right. I'm not devastated because I'm not doing that because it's not the priority. It's a priority, but it's not the one that matters the most to me. And I'll probably perform again. I'll be doing some more things, you know, uh, in the future. I'm getting a little older, but I can still play and sing a little. And I'll, I'll enjoy doing that whenever the opportunity comes. But for right now, I'm very happy uh, doing things I'm doing. Uh, 
that's kind of a long way to start answering your question. Um, the the decision making process, I believe, you have to decide the process you're going to use. And a lot of people use, okay, I'm going to write down on this side of the page all the positives, and on this side of the page all the negatives, and try to kind of come out, figure out which one's best for me. Other people say, well, you know, this one looks good, but I feel good about this one. So that's where I'm going. And that's kind of been more my way is to really search within myself and feel. And I would say uh, to those who might, might have this mindset, I seek guidance from the spirit. And so back again, back in my religious heritage, but I feel I get answers from that. I feel that as I reach out and really listen, really kind of clear my own garbage out of the way, my own wants and desires and my other things, and, and just say, I really want to know what would be best for me and for my family. And can you give me some guidance, guidance on that? And as I do that, then I, I get impressions. I never would have run for U.S. Senate. I had no idea of even doing anything crazy like that. And it was crazy. It cost me a lot of money out of pocket. Uh, I knew I didn't have a lot of a chance of winning, if, if any at all. But I woke up one morning with an impression from that very same feeling that I get when I seek it, that that's what I should do. And I really kind of agonized over that for a while. Uh, that's a crazy idea. I can't succeed. I can't do this. But the impression I got was that that's not why I needed to do it. It was to make a difference in some lives, to help people see and understand some different aspects of what government should and shouldn't do. And it was also for me to grow. And I went through that process and it was a great process. I loved it. Um, it was hard sometimes. I was on the road for a lot of six months going around to different places in the state. But at the same time, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Um, I guess this is going to be kind of a little bit of a shorter episode than what I usually do, um, just for lack of time. But um, two, la the last two things I wanted to touch on, first of all, uh, regular listeners of my podcast, even though I've only had four episodes so far. <laughs> Uh, they know that something that I do during the podcast is I try to highlight a musician or musical guest um, in the middle of the episode. Um, today I'm not going to do that, but I will uh, have a special guest at the end of the episode. So um, for those listening, I'm going to have uh, a musical guest at the end of this. And the reason that I even came up with this idea to have a musical guest on the show is because this podcast was an idea that came to me from the thought process of remembering that my dad and I, back when I was a teenager, had talked about how we wanted to do a radio show someday. And so it's really cool to have you on a podcast with me. Um, and we talked about, you know, we would we would do talk show segments and then we'd do music and we'd play all kinds of music and we would be the greatest duo because you could play all the oldies and I'd play all the new stuff and like <laughs> it would kind of work <laughs> out really well and everybody would like it. 
this is the ideal that we came up with but um i thought you know what i i want to have music in my podcast and so um that idea kind of came from you and um so it's been really cool to be able to highlight small musicians that are local and have them on the podcast even if it's only reaching 20 more people that's still 20 more people that are hearing their song and so it's really cool and um yeah so just wanted to kind of tell the audience that and let them know that's why there won't be one in the middle but there will be one at the end and you heard a little bit of it at the beginning as well um but the final thing that i kind of wanted to talk to my dad sean about today is um something that i actually thought of as he was talking and i guess this is going to get kind of personal for a minute for me i over the past five years you know i I got married, I have kids now, and I, I'm in this new stage of life where it's like, I don't really know, I don't know, I, I know what I what my priorities are, but it's also very hard. Um, I'm sure you can probably relate to this a little bit, but going from, you know, I was a young, especially getting married so young, you know, I got married at 18, and so a lot of, there's a part of me that yearns for the experiences that I missed out on or the the things that I think to myself, you know, I could be performing all the time. I could be, you know, doing full-time photography if I didn't have other things I had to take care of, you know, and I, I think this is a battle that we face whenever we're weighing these big decisions in our life about what we want to use our time on. And so I'm not totally sure what I'm getting at with this, but just that, you know, I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about your thoughts on how you navigate those feelings of like, and I think you probably have already answered this question for me, but um, like, I know that my priority is to be a good father and to be a good husband and to be home and to be with my kids and give them a good life and all this stuff. But how do you kind of manage those passions that are within you that you can't fulfill when you can't fulfill them? So like you mentioned, you know, some of the best years of your life were performing at the Bumbleberry and those are great and now they're over. I guess don't you sometimes feel sad that they're over and don't you sometimes wish that you could do that still and it's hard for you to like, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I think so. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and, and the word that came to mind as you were talking through that is maybe, uh, the word regret. Do, do I have regrets about things that I couldn't do or didn't do? Uh, do I have regrets about what I'm not doing right now? And, um, it really, it goes back to those three basic things, principles, priorities, and people. Um, if I focus on what isn't or what uh, wasn't, you know, then I feel sad. I feel a sense of frustration and that type of thing. But I've learned that that doesn't really fix anything for me. So instead, I focus on what I did get to do. I focus on 
what I am able to do and how it fits into those principles, priorities, and people. Um, you know, uh, just taking the Bumbleberry experience again, and that, that was a great experience for a lot of reasons, but, but you and your sister and your brother uh, were all on stage with me at various times performing in professional shows. That was, uh, let me tell you something, a dad that loves music, to have his kids on the stage with him in a professional show is like the ultimate thing that could happen. Yeah. And it's so, it's so cool to, to think back on those. And, and yeah, sure, it'd be fun if I was still doing that. Uh, but, you know, it's okay that I'm not. It doesn't, it doesn't ache that I didn't, that I'm not doing that right now. I remember how great it was and I enjoy the memories. Uh, and if an opportunity comes again, I'll grab it. You know, it's, it's a super thing. Uh, but I think about other things too. And, you know, there's been two or three times when I've had opportunities to do things that probably would have made me a lot of, a lot more money. And I could have done more for my family with that money and that type of thing. But it seemed like in most of those cases, some of them may not have really been what I thought, but in a lot of those cases, there was a uh, something in about that opportunity that was out of integrity. It maybe wasn't breaking laws, but it was taking advantage of people or deceiving people in some way. And I had to walk away. And I don't regret not ever having a lot of money. It yeah. was never that important to me in the first place. It wasn't in my priorities out of those things to be rich. I wanted to have enough to feed my family and to give them a place to live and, you know, give them some opportunities to grow and progress and follow their dreams. But I never really worried about if I was going to have a million dollars in the bank or something like that. But the, the thing that really came back for me is that I appreciate and I am grateful for my life. It's been a good life. I hope it'll be a little longer of a good life, but you know, I have a great relationship with all my kids. They're wonderful people. A lot of my children are very different than I am in the way that they see life or that they, they live life. And that's cool. I learned from them. I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that we have the ability to uh, be together and to enjoy each other, even when we disagree about things a little bit. Uh, the, the only thing I regret is when I see them kind of arguing with each other sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that happens, you know, I mean, siblings are siblings and that's cool. Yeah. But I, I really, as I look back on now 67 years of life, I really am not, um, I'm not regretful of the things that weren't perfect in my life. That weren't maybe what I would have liked, but never got to. Um, I am just happy with the things that did happen. And there's a lot of good things. I can look back and see a lot of good things. And there's a lot of people that look at my life and say, you did all that stuff. And I have, I've done a lot of things. Um, 
never never been rich never been uh really famous even when i was running for office so not a lot of people knew who i was even then but enough knew for me to make a little bit of a difference and that's all i really cared about so uh that's I guess that's the, the, the takeaway from that 66, 67 years is have joy in what is, have appreciation for what is. Um, don't reach for things you want, reach for things that you care about, Think, reach for things that no matter to you. And if, if money's one of those things, keep it in integrity, but reach for it. Go ahead and do it. it uh, there's people, I think of Steve Young, who's made $40 million, but he's been responsible for charities that have distributed $120 million. Uh, you know, the guy's done phenomenal things because he had the ability to do it. And I think that that's an awesome thing. That hasn't been my pathway, and that's okay with me. And I guess that's the, the bottom line for me is just follow what you believe is good and right and within that framework when you make that condition first then reach for every dream you have go ahead and do it i i've reached for things that people tell me i'm crazy and it's okay and sometimes i've reached and and found and sometimes i've reached and failed and that's okay too failure is a great teacher yeah awesome well, I feel like that's a really good spot to end. So thank you for sharing all of your thoughts. And um, I'm really glad that you're able to be on the podcast with me and do this. Been it's fun. kind of just like a, it's like a little project that I started doing because I was interested in it. And I felt like, I don't know, maybe myself and the people that I think are really exciting and interesting and the people that I think inspire me have something to offer to whoever is listening so hopefully whoever is listening gained something and learned something or at least was entertained by the time that we spent today so so yeah thank you all right well i will uh, i'll probably talk to you soon <laughs> all right i, I think you will okay. good I'll deal see you later bye bye so to finish out this episode, I have the guest for this week. Um, it is Angie Petty, and her song is called Something Special. You heard a little snippet of it at the beginning. Um, you can find Angie Petty on all streaming platforms. Uh, she is on Instagram. If you type in A Petty Music, A-P-E-T-T-Y Music, um, that's her handle on Instagram. Um, go and follow her go follow her on spotify or apple music um listen to the single um support her as much as you can and uh she wanted me to let you guys know that she has a new single coming out in just a little bit on may 29th it's called feel it all and it's featuring jay warren um you can also find her on her website angiepetty.com so enjoy something But that's all. So-
Much better. 